0: You're listening to the Motor City HDJ podcast on iTunes and MotorCityHDJ.com. So I have to start off this episode of the podcast with a riddle, and it goes like this. What do the 60 teams not in the Final Four and me have in common? Well, uh, the answer quite simply is that we all most definitely dropped the ball. I apologize. I know I made a New Year's resolution. My resolution for 2015 was to do a podcast every two weeks. I have failed you. Friends, I'm so sorry about that. I, my only excuse, I got to tell you, my only excuse is that I got busy. And that's because of you. So thank you for that. Thank you for uh, putting the podcast on the back burner. Sometimes it happens, and I'm so glad when it does. Thank you for your response, and uh, obviously for, for joining the Motor City HDJ family. So I have a lot of stuff to get to today. And this episode, I've titled it This, That, and the Other, just simply because I want to talk about everything that's been going on not only with Motor City HDJ, but uh, in the world of wedding planning, uh, some March Madness stuff in there as well, and events, uh, you know, really what I do on a day-to-day basis and, and talking about the process with you as well. So um, thank you for joining me if you're subscribing or if you're just listening for the first time. Thanks for being aboard for the Motor City HDJ podcast. This is episode six. We're going to get at least the 26 episodes that I promised you this year. Uh, we're gonna do 26 podcast episodes, so I have a lot of work to do. I think I have like three or four to make up, and, and I'll I'll find something good to to talk about. Of, of course, um, I do want to preempt this podcast by telling you that I will eventually be getting to interviews. I want to bring in other vendors that I work with, talk to folks that are in this industry, get their feedback and their opinions and ideas. Just an open dialogue, a conversation and uh, maybe even do a, a live broadcasting of these podcasts as well. So for those of you that are into this and that you're listening, thanks for being aboard. Excited to have you. So a lot has happened since I've been away. Let's start off with that. I have actually played six events since we talked last in January, and for a lot of us that are in this industry, wedding season we know doesn't really get started until the springtime. I get that. That happens folks don't necessarily start getting into the swing of the wedding uh, planning um, until the springtime. And of course, the way that this works is it's, um, it's kind of like overlapping schedules. So for me, the busiest part of my year starts in probably around April or May, which is definitely true in 2015. Uh, so in April or May, I have a lot of events. Through the summertime, you've got graduation parties, weddings, weddings. So wedding season, if you want, uh, quote unquote, uh, wedding season would go from probably April, May until the end of August, beginning of September, if you're lucky. If you've got people that are doing fall weddings, you'll be lucky to go into September. A lot of companies that are out there are finding that their schedule slows down rapidly at that time. Luckily, I've got several October events to do this year. Started uh, you know, potentially have one uh, in the mix for November of this year. Don't have any holiday parties or New Year's Eve parties planned yet, but you know, you never know. What happens is everybody that's doing their summer wedding this year probably got a hold of me at this time last year or a year prior to their event. Now, I've got a lot of events in 2015 that were booked more than a year out. And generally, I don't like to do more than a year out just for what I call a future service liability, and that's just you never know what's going to happen, right? uh, Heaven forbid I get into a car accident or, um, you know, a tornado levels all of Michigan, something like that. You never know what's going to happen, and so future service liability is something that I'm always concerned about, so I get a little nervous when I have uh, events that are more than a year out, but, you know, it, it always works out, and you know, we, we have a good time. So um, that's what's been going on. I played six events between beginning of the year to now, just this past weekend. So if you're listening to this podcast, today is uh, March 30th, all day, right? Haha. Uh-huh. And uh, I played one this past weekend at the Henry Ford. Love playing there. Now, uh, of course, you can always follow along on the blog, which is very simply just blog.motorcityHdj. Dot com. I'm a little more apt to do blog entries than I am to sit down and try and record a half-hour podcast. Just the content and, and everything. I can, I can type my ideas a lot quicker than I can organize uh, you know, a whole show. So um, did an event this past weekend at the Henry Ford. Before that, a couple weeks before that, uh, it was good to reconnect with my pal Chrissy. She and I spent uh, time working together at Quicken Loans uh, many years ago. And uh, I did my very first event for the uh, Huntington's Disease Research Foundation there, the Spotlight on a Cure event at La Lafayette Grand in Pontiac. And I got to tell you, there are hidden treasures all over Metro Detroit. This is one of them. This is a hidden gem. If you've avoided Pontiac because the area kind of, you know, turned around a little bit after the the lions left um I'll, I'll tell you the lafayette grand is a beautiful venue it is completely art deco it takes you back to the great gatsby i'm telling you it was absolutely gorgeous place to do an event and i got to meet a lot of great people uh, worked alongside some folks that uh, really know what they're doing and, and i'm excited to maybe connect with these folks in the future um so yeah, did uh, did a lot of good stuff that night for uh, Spotlight on a Cure. I believe the the overall fundraising number was somewhere around $10,000 for that night. So really looking um really looking forward to getting uh, involved more with them and of course don't quote me I you know <laughs> with numbers and stuff. It's definitely uh difficult to when you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off. So uh, let's see here. So then, uh, before that, did a birthday party at the Hellenic Cultural Center in Westland. Ironically, my cousin will be getting married there as well uh, later this year in August. So that's one of those great things that i can I can play a venue, and uh, it's nice because this birthday party was very small scale. It wasn't uh, any stretch of the imagination, like a wedding. It was very, very low key, laid back the kind of event that you love from time to time. So, uh, I had a chance to play at the Hellenic Cultural Center. I got to meet the great staff over there. If you're if you're I'm going to tell you this, the the Hellenic Cultural Center will be the venue that I push for 2015. A lot of you that are, you know, if you're um, uh, an event manager or a venue manager, and you're listening to this podcast, uh, there's a good chance that we already have a great relationship with each other. So I appreciate that. But I want to just push the people that really, really do a great work as well. The Hellenic Cultural Center in Westland. It's off Joy Road. You can visit www.hellenicculturalcenter.com. They also have a Facebook page. Uh, I would in, in, encourage you to like that. Lauren Matthews, she's the assistant manager over there. Lauren is an absolute sweetheart, and she'll take care of you. And if you're looking to do an event, I tell you, there it's a beautiful venue, uh, in fact, the night before, I guess they had the, um, some, uh, charity event for the Westland police department there filled the place to capacity with, uh, close to a thousand people darn near. So, um, I mean, they can handle it. They've got a beautiful event space and the, the, well, of course the food was catered for this event, but I'm told that, uh, the food there is absolutely wonderful. So check out, uh, the Hellenic cultural center in Westland. And uh, talk to Lauren Matthews. Definitely uh, let her know that I sent you her way. Of uh, and ironically, this is really cool too. Uh, so since I've been gone from these podcasts, um, I've played Walden Woods twice, and you know I love Walden Woods out in Highland. Um, you can check them out. Uh, they're right off Old Twenty Three. Beautiful rustic venue. Uh, so it's a it would remind you of a lodge it's a lodge atmosphere faces the lake it's an absolutely gorgeous gorgeous view uh, no matter what time of year and I played I played Walden Woods ironically twice in one month well one month's time and that was awesome so uh, Walden Woods it was always good to see those folks over there and then uh, another new venue this year so far the Great Lakes Culinary Center in Southfield uh, to my friends Amy and Ben, I got to share the big day with them, and that was awesome because it was a bunch of um, it was the Northridge gang, and I always love hanging out with the Northridge gang because um, you know we're all friends and we all work we all work well together, and so that was a great party. The food was absolutely off the hook. Of course, when you're at a place that teaches people how to cook, you better expect the food's going to be amazing. So, got to um, got to play uh, some familiar places, some new places. And I would actually, uh, I, I would venture to guess I'll probably be there a few more times this year. So good to be with all those people. Um, a big, big thing in the Cummins household, just, uh, so we're family. All of us that are out there, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm, I'm going to consider you a part of the family. My little girl, she turned one on March 22nd. And so, uh, daddy's definitely, um. I don't know. It's kind of tough, right? She's she's supposed to just stay that small her entire life, but she grew up. She's one now, and uh, you well, know, it's tough to tough to let her go from being a toddler. So we'll see how that goes, but. Um, our little Brienne is one year old now, so we're excited about that. Um, the calendar is filling up quickly for 2015. I am already starting to accept bookings for 2016. I, I, like I said, I don't really like to do the, the future service liability thing. So if, you, if you've got an event in 2016, I'm not going to say no. If you want Motor City HDJ to be your entertainment for your event, I'm definitely going to accept you with open arms. Um, you know, I definitely, (laughs) you know, it's just one of those things. I like to try and keep things as close to the vest as possible, um, you know, in, in the timing and the calendar, just to make sure that, you know, like I said, if anything happened to me or, um, you know, the, all right. So the next big thing and no, not Samsung, not Apple, um, The next big thing from Motor City HDJ, I have made a decision to transition from the back office software that I use, Uh, currently using a company called DJ Intelligence. There's now a better option for all of my clients. It's a product called Gig Builder, and it's from wedj.com. You're going to like this, I promise. I've done a lot of work already getting this together. Uh, a lot of data entry to make sure that all of the data from the old system is in the new system. So really, it's going to be a great change for you, the client, and for me, the DJ, the owner, the entertainer, all that. Um, a lot of great features to it. Uh, you'll be able to actually uh, a much better mobile interface so that you can uh, plan your event. If you're you know, sitting at the airport, you're going somewhere. You want to plan your event on your phone. A lot better mobile interface for you there. Uh, There are a lot of enhancements. Folks that use DJ Intelligence now, you know that every time you make a change in your planning form, or timeline, or music request, you have to save everything you do. The good news with this, uh, with Gig Builder, is that anytime you make a change, it automatically updates for you. So you don't have to worry about saving or losing data or anything like that. So, a really good option for folks who aren't comfortable with, you know, having to be responsible and saving their own information, stuff like that. Uh, it allows me to connect with your vendors a lot better. Put all that information for me, uh, put all that in there and, and it allows me to connect with them. let me know who's who, what we're doing that day. Um, really just, it gives me an opportunity to connect with them before we have the event. And it's just more streamlined too. So, um, you'll have the agreement in there. You'll be able to see that. Um, and it's got all the options as far as what you're actually paying for and investing in everything's listed there. So you'll like gig builder. I promise you that, uh, you know, I'll probably make a Facebook announcement to, in the coming week. I've planned to roll it out on Easter Sunday or, or the Monday after I think I might do Monday the 6th, but you'll see the rollout email. If you're a current client listening to this, you'll see an email coming within the next week. I am going to tease it again a couple more times on Facebook, and then you'll see the official announcement on Monday or a Sunday or Monday. And the way this is going to work is that all of the clients, if you're, again, if you're listening and you're a current client and you have an event before June 1st of this year, I'm sorry, you're going to be using the old system. And the only reason is, A, my membership subscription with them lapses on June 1st. So, I mean, that just makes sense, right? I wouldn't, you know, uh, pay for two services at the same time. And also, it makes it a lot easier just because you've already, we're a lot closer to your event. If, you know, if you're in April, May or June, or rather April or May, we're we're a lot closer to your event than we are those events that are further out. So anybody, uh, clients with events on or after June 1st are going to use the new Gig Builder system. And again, I'm going to send out rollout email uh, to every single person that is a client of Motor City HDJ. You'll get that. Make sure to check your spam filters and all that so you're actually getting the communication. But like I said, I'm excited. This is going to make things a lot better as far as being effective in our communication with one another. So I'm, I'm really, 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 really excited about it. So that's Gig Builder. Uh March Madness, we're right in the thick of it. If you are a Michigan State fan, congratulations. Your team has managed to squeak into the Final 4, and yes, I mean it, squeak into the Final 4. They, you know, come on, folks. I if uh if you follow my personal Facebook page, you'll you'll see the status I posted uh right when they made it into the Elite 8, you know, hey, I wasn't really buying into it this year, but they proved me wrong. Uh, you know, they got a lot, they have a lot of things they need to change if they're going to, um, beat Duke and, and move on to face probably Kentucky in, uh, in the championship game, but congratulations to, uh, the Michigan state Spartans because of that, uh, I've done a brand new mini mix. It hits the site today. So you're, you're going to look at this bonus right here. You're listening to the podcast, you're getting a mini mix coming to the site. MotorCityHDJ.com or uh, MixCloud.com slash MotorCityHDJ as well. And, uh, of course, with March Madness, I decided this year, you know, I I like the idea of the bracket. It's interesting because not a lot of people watch college sports or college basketball, for that matter. So you get a whole bunch of people who don't know anything about sports, and they're going to compete against one another in some sort of fantasy uh, Spreadsheet pool known as the NCAA bracket. And it's fun, yeah, it lets you, to, you know follow along and kind of get in on the excitement. So I decided this year we, we tried out the March Madness Bracket uh, contest challenge through ESPN. And not a, a lot of response, but for the four people that decided to join me, congratulations. Automatically, all four of you will win a prize at the end of this thing. Now, uh, ironically, Yours truly happens to be in first place with 910 points. That's because I decided to choose Michigan State to move forward along with Wisconsin. So um, I, based on that, it you know very simply, you know, Michigan State, we'll see how that goes. But our, uh, our leaderboard as of this point, in first place with 800 points. D, Voal 13, 800 points. First place on the leaderboard. tied for second. Two people, same score, tied for second place right now, Mr. Wilson, 8696, and fans second place, and then in fourth place, Jason, 732249, with 640 points. I suspect, and I haven't looked at these individual brackets in much detail, but I suspect that uh, there would probably be a good chance that this could shift by the end of this thing. If, if you all have, depending on who you have winning this thing, I mean, it could, it could shift. uh, And, you know, that's just how the contest is, right? It's completely random. You're putting your livelihood in the hands of college kids, you know? (laughs) I mean, I was a college kid once. I know how that goes. So, All right. Uh, So uh, that's March Madness. I'm excited to see how this winds up. Of course, I'd love to see March Madness win. uh, Rather, I'd love to see Michigan State win this whole March Madness thing. But uh, my bracket, I've got Wisconsin uh, being the one to upset um, and be the winner. You know, Kentucky, I don't think they're going to end up going 40-0. But, you know, we'll just see how Vegas responds to that. (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, the big topic for the podcast. And like I said, I like to stick to 30 minutes or less. So we're perfect time here. I've got uh, 10 or 12 minutes to, to chat about this. So the big topic that I want to really focus on for the the podcast today is this article that came out. Uh, and every year we get these updates about what's going on in the wedding planning community, be it uh, expenses uh, you know, tips and tricks, what's going to be the trend, all these other things. And I was very surprised. The Knot does their real wedding survey of 2014. And I was surprised to see that with this survey, it said the average, now, the, this is the national average, okay? National average $31,213 in 2014 was the average wedding cost. Now, I have a hard time believing that, and I, I dug a little deeper. I did notice um, there were a few people that responded to this specific uh, article, you know, Huffington Post, a few other places, but it's interesting to me that, you know, if you look at it, the survey, <laughs> it, it excludes, you know, the most cost-effective weddings and people that Uh, you know, don't really have a lot to spend on a wedding. So the results are really skewed if you want to look at it honestly. And I was surprised, well, not really surprised, but uh, how do I say this? I I was intrigued to say the least that the most expensive place to have a wedding is Manhattan. And the average price there is $76,328. The least expensive place to have a wedding is Utah of all places. $15,257. $15,257. Now, I will tell you from personal experience, as someone who has planned a wedding uh, myself, and I've also, you know, of course, as I do this, I help others plan their wedding. Um, but when when Rosanna and I got married in 2010, I believe we were just shy of $17,000. Now, we did a lot of it ourselves. Um, we paid everything in cash, and that's the biggest thing I can tell you when you plan a wedding, don't do anything on a credit card, pay for everything in cash, make sure that you've, um, that you can wake up, you know, Monday morning or, or Saturday morning or Sunday morning, whatever it is, and just say, this was all worth it. You know, we're good. You can breathe easy. You can get on the plane for your honeymoon, knowing you're not going to have to finance the, a wedding that already happened. So, um, it's, it's just one of those things. If you can avoid credit cards, do that at all costs. If you can pay cash, that's, that's the way to go. But it's interesting to me that the, the, uh, the range of cost is so great. The difference is so great between the two areas. Um, well, I'm going to break, yeah, I'm going to break this chart down here. There's a, an article. If you're not using, by the way, if you're not using Instapaper, I would encourage you to do that or other, some some other sort of uh, article saving service. Uh, I use Instapaper just because it it makes for uh, a much better reading experience later on down the road. But I saved this article from March 13th of 2015. And uh, again, the average couple, according to the survey from The Knot, now, sixteen thousand brides and grooms were interviewed, and I, I don't know. That's that's kind of tough for me to swallow. Thirty-one thousand two hundred and thirteen dollars. This is absolutely amazing. The breakdown when you look at it. Uh, so I'm just going to go right down the list from uh, from these items they have listed here. The venue, the average uh, the average price for a venue in 2014 was fourteen thousand six dollars. Now I'd imagine. By venue, we're talking about the all-in-one venue, the venue that's going to uh, you're going to buy plated meal, and you're going to have bar, uh, bar service. You, you think about it this way. I just uh, I just saw a venue today. Their cost is fifty two dollars per person for the minimum. Now imagine if you have one hundred and fifty people right there. That's seven thousand eight hundred dollars. Let's look at it uh, at another hundred people at $52 a person, that's $13,000. So that's a lot of money at $52 a plate. That's expensive. Then you want to upgrade the bar and all that other stuff. It's going to get, it's going to get to be expensive. So $14,000 in 2014, compare that to the year before where the average cost was, you know, a little bit less, $13,385. So the venue we know is going to be the most expensive part of the wedding. Um, Next on the list, uh the most expensive item is the engagement ring, $5,855. If you need somebody, I've got a guy. <laughs> the beauty of knowing people in the family business that work with real jewelry and they don't sell it at that ridiculous cost or whatever. Um the uh for folks that decided to go with a band in, in 2014, they spent $3,587. The good news is when you hire Motor City HDJ, if you haven't already, you're not even going to come anywhere close to that number. So, you know, uh, in fact, the average DJ cost in 2014 was $1,124. I will tell you, that's reasonable. That's actually a very reasonable number for a DJ. A good DJ, a professional DJ who knows what he's doing, i.e., myself, uh, that's a reasonable price for a DJ. Now, again, Most of you there know that the way the the system works here is uh, a lot of the things you can do with me are a la carte. So you don't necessarily have to just pay in bulk for everything up front. You can pick and choose what you want to do. It's a little more easy uh, on your pocketbook that way. Uh, People are paying about uh, $1,973 for a wedding or event planner, uh, $2,141 for a florist or a decor. The videographer on average is about $1,794. The dress, the wedding dress, ladies—you're spending an armload, thirteen fifty-seven on a dress you're going to wear one time. I mean, I don't know. There's ways you can make it work after the fact. Uh, well, of course, the guys were simple, right? Groom's attire and accessories typically. Uh, the average cost in last year was two fifty-four. The wedding cake, a- wedding cake, average five fifty-five. Uh, the ceremony site average cost was nineteen oh one. Musicians for the ceremony six thirty-seven. Invitations. Average cost $439. Transportation or limousine, average cost $767. Uh, the wedding favors, $275. Average cost. Rehearsal dinner, $1206. And then the average price for catering, this is interesting because I just was using this analogy. The average price for catering in 2014 was $68 per person. So l- let's look at it that way. Catering now, $68 a plate. 150 people, that's $10,200. Crazy, crazy amount of money you're going to spend uh, <laughs> on food. And then the officiant, $266. Grand total, $31,213 in 2014. So those are some things to think about. I really, really want you to think long and hard about things before you... Um you know, move forward with something. Um, I would encourage you to do the same thing with me. I'm going to, I'm going to show you the presentation. I'm going to show you the agreement. I'm not going to hide anything. My numbers are very simple. And I get that uh, you're obviously, this is the biggest moment of your life. The investment should be worth it at the end of the day. Like I tell all of my clients, I want everything, everybody, I want everybody at the end of the day to look at it and go, that was worth it. That was worth the X amount of thousands of dollars I invested in this event. Um, you know that it's it's simple. I just want you to be happy, and the way to do that is to be reasonable and, you know, who you pick uh, for you know even a photographer, venue, uh, flowers, all that other stuff. the The wedding planners that are out there, the online charts and graphs and all that stuff. That's great you know, those, those are going to guide you. I would encourage you to, to maybe work with someone who's done it before. I can advise you to a certain point, but you know, there are professional wedding planners who really know what they're doing and can lead you in the right way. And uh, I can refer you to some if you're looking for them. So that is the podcast for this Monday, March 30th, 2015. Go green, go white. If you're out there and uh, you're a fan of Michigan state, I would encourage you to. Well, maybe not put all your eggs in one basket. We'll see how it goes. Good luck to them, though. We definitely hope that they win. Um, Again, as always, Motor City HDJ is on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. Follow me on every single one of those avenues. I promise I'll make it uh, worth it for you. Definitely check out some of the new pictures on Instagram uh, showing off some of these events that I already talked about. If you or someone you know is looking for quality entertainment, definitely give me a call. I would encourage you to head over to MotorCityHDJ.com and fill out a consultation form. It just takes a few seconds to find out what I can do for you. I'd love to chat with you if you're if you're listening to this. And again, you're not a client. I'd love to talk to you about your big day. If you're already a client of MotorCityHDJ, thanks for listening. Thanks for making this a part of your planning process and, and just trying to connect with me about you know, how to make your wedding or your event more efficient. And uh, I've still got a lot of dates open for 2015, but I've got um, very few key weekend dates available. Graduation parties are right around the corner. Give me a holler. Uh, Prom season's around the corner. If you're a student listening to this, let uh, let your advisor know. Motor City HDJ is the way you want to go for your prom or end of the year event so thanks for listening I am Brett Cummins this is Motor City HDJ until next time take it easy